Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. Today, we're going a little bit beyond, but we're also going to pick up breastfeeding. My guest today is Dr. Tiffany Field. Dr. Field, welcome to the show. Thank you. For those of you who might not be familiar with her, let me tell you, Dr. Tiffany Field, Ph.D., is a professor in the Department of Pediatrics and Psychiatry. She is the founder and director of the Touch Research Institute at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. She has an NIH Research Scientist Award for her research career. She is the author of more than 400 journal papers and 38 books, including The Amazing Infant. Dr. Field has written several volumes on stress and coping, complementary and alternative therapies, yoga research, and touch. She is the first psychologist to receive the Golden Goose Award from the American Association for the Advancement of Science for her research on helping preterm infants to grow by massaging them. So I feel very privileged to have Dr. Field with me today. I personally have piles of Dr. Field's study uh, in my, my arsenal somewhere. I admit I can't always find them uh, because she's got so many, honestly. And I think it is just fascinating what she has done and what she has found. And for anyone who is expecting a preterm baby, and most times probably preterm babies are not exactly expected, but we get them anyway. Or even if you know a neighbor or a friend or have a daughter who is having a preterm baby, what Dr. Field is going to show, share with you today is really amazing because she has shown outcomes as related to preterm infant massage that like not in a million years would you have ever guessed that this could be possible, but it is. And so I would just like to start by saying, Dr. Field, tell us a little bit about preterm infant massage and the significant benefits that infants can gain, uh, certainly during the hospital stay, but thereafter as well. Right. Well, what we basically found was that the babies, when preterm babies, when we massaged them, um, we did this for a few times a day for 15 minutes each time, they gained more weight, significantly more weight, so that they could be discharged from the hospital much sooner which was wonderful for the parents because it was very, very difficult for them to be visiting their babies in the neonatal intensive care unit, and they, of course, wanted them home. And we found that they not only gained more weight and had fewer hospital days, but their bones were better developed. They had better um, 
head circumference, higher or, or greater head circumference, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, they also were better feeders. They did better at breastfeeding and so forth. We, we did this because they were on tube feedings for a long time. And we wanted to help them grow while they were on tube feedings and give them more stimulation. So that's basically why we did that. And now we're teaching the, the parents to do the massage before they leave the neonatal intensive care unit. We also know there's some long-term effects. We did follow kids out to eight months of age, and we found that their scores on infant development like their motor scores and their mental scores were significantly better than those preterm babies who did not get the massage. How preterm are these preterm babies that we are referring to here? Well, we're talking about when they're out of jeopardy, uh, any kind of medical crisis, um, when they come off the life support systems. Mm. So generally speaking, they, they can be anywhere from... 28 weeks to to 32 weeks on, on average. Um, they have been younger than that. It very much depends on the baby and what the the medical, we, we wait until we get the permission from the physicians to, to do the, the massage. So but I there's presume other countries where, there's many countries, especially in the Far East, where the intensive care is not as good as it is in our country. And they start massaging the babies as soon as they're born. So much tinier babies are being massaged in in those countries. Dr. Field, when I think of massage, I think of being a grown-up adult, as I am, and going down to the local massage therapist, who is just absolutely awesome. And I know that I, it seems to me like she uses a fair amount of pressure on my own grown-up body. But I would presume that that's not what you do with a preterm baby. Can you describe it a little bit? No, actually, um, no, I have to to say that that's not true, because what we found was that when we slightly stroke them, like lightly moving our hands across their skin, they became very irritated and uh, would arch their backs and uh grimace and so forth. So, in fact, there there were many massage therapy studies before our study where they did not find any positive effects. And it turned out that it's because they were is saying to themselves, well, these babies are so fragile, their skin's so fragile, we have to go stroke lightly. Well, think about it, that's like a tickle stimulus, and it was very (laughs) arousing. Yeah, and they didn't like it, and we could see that they didn't like it, so we applied more pressure, and when I say more pressure, it what it looks like is you're just moving the skin, and okay. you could see that by making a slight indentation of the skin as you're massaging. And they they just thrive on that. Yeah, when, when you say th- thrive, uh, I think growth, which, which is also true. But what are the, I mean, can you tell by their facial responses? I would think so. Yes, very definitely. Uh-huh. They, they, you know, as early, as early as 28 weeks, we've seen... Preemie's smiling. Now, they have all of the muscles that are necessary for the the seven universal facial expressions when they are three months gestation. 
there used to be a lot of fetal research and uh, the fetal researchers found that yes, they had all the facial musculature and they could in fact perform these various expressions. So you can tell when, when you give them something that smells bad or tastes bad, like they don't like quinine soda, for example. Right. You know? right. I guess I do know. <laughs> uh, they they grimace and they show you that they don't like That's it. True. it. They give you this disgust face. Yes. Um, when they're being massaged, they give a, a very calm, relaxed. Uh, it looks to everyone like a smile, and so you know when you're doing the right thing. Yes, I hadn't really thought of that, but you're right. I have seen those little bitty babies grimace many times. And that's very easy to recognize. So I think you're saying that as far as their capability to make those facial expressions, they absolutely have it. So it shouldn't surprise us that they can also exhibit that pleasure as well. Right, exactly. And, you know, that's the big cue for parents um, when they're massaging, you know, any uh, preemie or full-term baby or uh, three-year-old child to just take the cues from from the child as to what they're finding pleasurable and comfortable. So speaking of pleasurable, let's talk about displeasure. And I'm thinking, for instance, that very frequently with babies that are that little, they need a lot of heel sticks, blood draws, all that kind of thing that is quite honestly pretty painful, I'm sure. So how does infant massage impact them when they have those invasive procedures? Yes, well, there's actually been a number of studies that have used massage before heel sticks. Um, Uh You know, the typical procedure of getting the blood draws. Um, And they find that basically the, the infants are better able to tolerate the invasive procedure like a heel stick if they've just received a massage. And it, it, it can be simply a massage on their foot um, before they get the heel stick, which is usually on their heel. Um, right, right. Right, right. And so that's very, very comforting. And it's, um, it, it makes that procedure um, much less aversive for babies. You know, sometimes they give them pain medication, but if you can do without the pain medication and still, uh, you know, alleviate the pain by something like massage, that's that's um, going to be a very effective procedure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so how do you go about teaching this to, uh, I'm thinking the nurse, the parent, whoever is there, I'm sure that you personally do not do the massage each time. No, um, but I, I love doing it. It's one of my favorite uh-huh. <laughs> parts of my I understand. My work. <laughs> I, I, if I had my druthers, I would be doing it all the time. All day long, yeah. <laughs> I have to be, you know, doing the research. So um, I don't always do it, but, uh, and I would love to teach nurses, but you know, the nurses are so overworked and so... You know, they have so many procedures they have to do and yes. so forth. So what we've been trying to do is go directly to the parents and try to get the parents to get more involved in, you know, by doing that. And parents feel so much better when they can be part of the treatment yes, and feel like they're helping their baby somehow because they also feel that the baby's so fragile and, yes, you know, they... Is. 
They want to be breastfeeding as soon as possible. They want to be bathing the baby. They want to be massaging the baby. And so we we there at the same time people are in there teaching the moms to to breastfeed and teaching the dads to hold the babies and teaching them to do the the bathing and so forth. And in our country, we don't do enough of that. I, I was visiting Australia recently and I saw where parents were actually like nurses assistants. They were, you know, nurses would teach them various things to do so that the nurses could be freed up to do, you know, to be more active in the the things they have to do. Yes. Um, and so I think it's a really good thing that, that now parents are being taught to do some of these things and relieve the nurses of doing everything. Yes, you know, we've done that with adult care for a long time. If there's a family member who can... Uh, for instance, feed a baby, uh, feed an adult who has had a stroke or things like that. We we always find something for the other adult to do. And yet in the baby department, uh, nurses kind of, and, and I've, I've been one of them, you know, that I, I sort of feel like I need to do everything myself. But I absolutely agree with you that parents want to touch, they want to be involved, they want to care for their baby. And uh, it's great that you can give them the opportunity to do that. Hey, everybody, don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here today with Dr. Tiffany Field, and we are talking about preterm infant massage. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso, your host for Born to be Breastfed, and we have today Dr. Tiffany Field, and Dr. Field is talking to us about preterm infant massage. For those of you who might wonder, she is at the Touch Research Institute at the University of Miami, so if you are in her neighborhood, believe me, uh, this is a wonderful thing for you to be familiar with. I know, however, that we have people in multiple different countries listening, so you might not have that advantage. Uh, That's a great opportunity, though, for me to pick up and tell you that I will be in Florida in January, excuse me, February. And if you are interested in attending my comprehensive lactation course, we would love to have you. There is nothing like an in-person interaction and a, a a course that does not put you in the dark for five days with the lights out and bullet point slides. That's just not how we do it, okay? It is very interactive. You will have, as one person said to me, Marie, you've taught me so much, my brain hurts. So there's uh, really a lot of information that I think that you will enjoy participating in and also participating with others who are in the course it's really a very enriching experience and I would invite you to seriously consider this course that will meet your IBLCE requirement for 90 hours and it is uh, at breastfeedingoutlook.com I will repeat that it's breastfeedingoutlook.com so in the meanwhile Back to Dr. Field, can you talk to us a little bit more, please, about uh, when I was in nursing school, we talked a lot about the reciprocal relationship between the mother and the baby. And I know that that doesn't get as much attention nowadays as it used to, but it seems to me that this massage would be good not only for the baby, but for the parent as well. Do we have some research that will be more compelling than just my spouting about it? Yes, very (laughs) definitely. There are uh, several studies now in the literature showing that if you teach the parent to massage the the preterm infant, and even um, they have studies on parents doing this with full-term infants, that they have a reduction in their stress and their anxiety levels and you know they they do things like um, have the parents fill out a questionnaire before they're doing the massage and after they're doing the massage they also take cortisol samples saliva samples Mm. to measure their hormone um, to see that that is reduced by 
uh, actually massaging the baby. So we know that this is bi-directional, that it helps the parents as much as it helps the, the, the child. And so, yeah, so we're, we're happy that that's happening for both parents Absolutely. and the child. Absolutely. For those of you who might not be familiar with cortisol, it's a stress hormone. And we produce more of the uh, cortisol when we are feeling stressed. And in recent years, and sheesh, I don't know, a decade or two maybe, uh, we have been able to measure that in the saliva. It didn't used to be so simple, but now that we can do it rather easily, uh, it's really nice to be able to know that there is a physiologic indicator that, in fact, stress has been reduced. And Dr. Right. Field and also, uh, remember the love hormone, oxytocin. Oh, oxytocin, yeah. Being increased. Uh-huh. Yeah, we see that increase in oxytocin, which is a very good measure of attachment between the parent and the, and the child. And if this is a breastfeeding mother, that oxytocin is going to help her to have a letdown. Yes, exactly. So important. But it absolutely is the love hormone. Absolutely. Uh, For those of you who might be interested, this goes all the way back to Dr. Niles Newton, who, by the way, was a psychologist. She was not a medical doctor in the 1950s. And she called it the love hormone. Boy, she nailed it. She really did. Uh, Dr. Field, there is an interesting line or two in one of your articles. And it was the research review. And I quote, Moderate massage has contributed many positive effects, including increased weight gain in preterm infants, reduced pain in different syndromes, including fibromyalgia and rheumatoid arthritis, enhanced attentiveness, reduced depression, and enhanced immune function, including natural killer cells and natural killer cell activity. I found that to be a real showstopper here. First of all, uh, you've already talked to us a little bit about the weight and the stress, but can you talk to us about the syndromes? That really caught my attention. Are are you talking about the uh, improved immune function with the increase uh in natural killer cells? Yeah. uh Yeah. So what happens when when you move the skin and, and, you know, this this applies to all age groups. When you move your skin, whether you're getting massaged or whether you're exercising uh, in some way or you're brushing yourself in the shower, for example, as soon as you move the skin, you're stimulating pressure receptors under the skin. And what happens is that puts you into a relaxed state. Your heart rate is decreased, your blood pressure goes down, your brain waves move in the direction of of heightened relaxation, like your theta waves increase, for Mm -hmm. example. And the stress hormone that you already talked about, um, Marie, that cortisol is decreased. And when you decrease cortisol, you can survive immune cells. And the ones that we've measured and others have measured are called natural killer cells. Uh-huh. Natural killer cells kill bacterial, viral, and cancer cells. So you want to survive those cells, and you can do that by getting exercise, getting massage, however, to move the skin. I'm just thinking, 
I can't believe I never had that figured out, but that is really pretty amazing just by moving the skin. I did not realize that. I thought that it had to be exercise and things that were a little more uh, vigorous or whatever. And you're saying, no, just just being in the shower and uh, using the washcloth on your skin might do it. Yes? Uh, yeah. And just, you know, wow. you know there's a recent uh, multi-site trial that came out, you might have read, um, that shows that if you simply get three miles of walking per day, yes. you're going to yes. reduce your chances of cancer by 40%. Yes. And, and that's from stimulating the pressure receptors in your feet because that, that the, the whole mechanism is very lawful. Now, you can't measure the pathway, but you can measure all of these indicators along the pathway, like, for example, heart rate and blood pressure and cortisol and looking at natural killer cells and finding that there's very lawful relationships in this very bioelectric, biomechanical, biochemical system that we we should be very grateful. Yes, <laughs> complex <yes>. studies. <laughs> oh, that is just really uh, amazing. And you've gone on here to say that uh, it's about also moving the head, the shoulders, the arms, the back, and the legs in a prone position. And this is especially fascinating to me because Dr. Suzanne Colson talks about the importance of breastfeeding the baby in a prone position, uh, not so much on the side as really prone. So what's the magic with the prone? Well, the the reason we have these babies in the prone position, I don't I don't know if there's anything magical about that, but right. um, if you want, you know, most of the babies that we massage loved having their head, their shoulders, the, their back massaged, and they didn't like having their stomachs massaged, probably because that's where all the aversive, invasive procedures occurred in the chest region or in the oh. Right. In the abdominal region, and they experience the, the pain of these invasive procedures. And there's some research suggesting that it takes them three days after discharge to no longer associate someone coming and putting their hands on them and having an invasive procedure and having this aversive response. So we did not do the chest and abdominal yeah. region. Um, yeah. we, just did, we did the back in the prone position. And then we found that they really liked having their limbs move. So, you know, it's easier to do that when they're in the, in the face-up position. So yes, yes. We, we would massage for five minutes. We'd give them moderate pressure stroking as, as we were talking about moving the skin. And we would do the head. And we'd do, th- do it very slowly because you don't want to get them disorganized from doing things too right. fast. Right. And Absolutely. then we do the shoulders and the arms and the back and the legs. And then we would move them into a supine or a face-up position and and just bicycle their limbs, you know, uh-huh. their arms uh-huh. and their legs. And you could sometimes feel that they were helping you bicycle their arms. I, I was just going to mention that, yeah, because I've seen that with preemie babies, too. Sometimes they will start doing it all by themselves, yeah. Right. I've absolutely seen that. I didn't realize there was any science for it, but in taking care of those preemie kids, I've absolutely noticed that. So this massage, 
about how long does the whole thing take? I'm sure it could take any amount of time, but typically, what do you aim for? Well, we did five minutes uh, with them on their on their stomachs and five minutes with them on the backs, and we would do this three times a day when they're in the neonatal intensive care unit. But when they go home, we encourage the parents to do that just before nighttime sleep. And in fact, uh, all the studies that we've done on infants and children of you know all kinds of problems from asthma to autism to diabetes to cancer, we've basically said. 10 minutes in your bedtime routine, do the massage. And uh, all of our studies are based on the parents doing the massage at home. That's pretty exciting. And I certainly know that as an adult, after I have had a massage, I absolutely want to go to the bed and and sleep. I really do. Hey, everybody, don't go away. This is a very exciting uh, show today with Dr. Tiffany Field. I'm your host, Marie Biancuso at uh, Born to be Breastfed. We will be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894 and ask for your bulk discount. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.
You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm your host, Marie Biancuso, and I'm talking today with Dr. Tiffany Field. Dr. Field, you were talking about cortisol and the stress, and with stress goes anxiety. And we know from an earlier episode that we had with um, uh, a psychologist who told us stress and anxiety is just one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is a depression. And for those of you who want to listen to that episode, it's... Uh, Sandra Reich, who, by the way, also has her own podcast. So talk to us a little bit about uh, depression. Yes, well, most of our research has been done on prenatal depression. And uh, what what we found, um, actually, and it relates to breastfeeding, that prenatal depression negatively affects breastfeeding. Um, People who are typically we found that women who are depressed prenatally continue to be depressed postpartum. Postnatally, yeah. But we found, interestingly enough, that even though breastfeeding makes it difficult for mothers postpartum to breastfeed, once they get into breastfeeding, it basically reduces their postpartum depression. And we found that very, very important because... You know, nobody wants to be living with a depressed mother. <laughs> oh, and no mother wants it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and we think that basically a lot of breastfeeding effects are parallel to massage effects in that the 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 baby is sucking on the mother's breast, which is giving the mother a massage, and the mother is letting the baby suck on the breast and the the stimulation of the inside of the mouth for the baby is like getting a massage. In fact, we we discovered all the massage therapy effects for preterm babies by first starting with giving them an opportunity to suck on a nipple because these babies were being tube fed. And we found oh, that, right. yeah, sucking on the nipple was like massaging the inside of their mouths. Oh, and I never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they gained weight. They gained weight. And then right. we made the argument that if sucking on this nipple and stimulating the inside of your mouth is leading to weight gain, what would happen if we if we gave stimulation all over the body, all not just the, the body? Mouth? Yeah, that's how we got to massage. And so I think that, that it's very important to think of breastfeeding um, as, as being a very important stimulus for not just the baby, not, not just the stimulation of the baby, but the stimulation of the mother. And so I'm not surprised that it reduces their postpartum depression. In fact, some of the data suggests that the effects of breastfeeding when, when you are depressed postpartum can reduce the need for antidepressants, which is important uh-huh. because you don't want the antidepressants to be you know, getting into the, to the milk. So um, I, I'm just I'm totally uh, positive about thing. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful experience for everyone. And what I say to to parents is, 
okay, dads, now you take over in the massage because the mothers have the opportunity to breastfeed and the father's real opportunity is to do the massage. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, we did a Father's Day show, I think it was last year, where we talked about all the, because uh, as a nurse, I hear this sometimes, well, the father doesn't have anything to do. Well, let's find some really cool things for the fathers to do. And oh, by the way, changing diapers is, you know, not what anybody looks forward to. But uh, (laughs) it's not. That's the only thing people can come up with. It's like, oh, come on, we can do better than that. And uh, certainly uh, massaging the baby is, is wonderful for the baby, but it's wonderful for the father. And it is uh, for lack of a better term, uh, an intimate kind of experience, not like breastfeeding, but in the sense that it's cuddly, it's warm, it's sweet, it's all of those things, certainly. And I was thinking, too, uh, about what you said with the postpartum depression and the need, or rather the reduced need for antidepressants. I was thinking of what Kathleen Kendall Tackett said uh I don't know, it was a few years ago, really, when she said, remember that research has shown that more exercise for the mother is also, uh, will reduce the need for antidepressant medications. So now when you tell me the part about how important is the stimulation to the skin, I'm wondering, well, is all of that, does that go along with what you're saying? And I think the answer is yes that those receptors are, are stimulated in a positive way, right? Yes, exactly. And so uh-huh. uh, just to give an example of what you're talking about, we compared massage with yoga. Oh, and I want to know. Yeah. yeah and we <laughs> okay. found very, very similar effects. And think about it. When you're doing yoga, you're moving your limbs against each other, against the floor, the ground, yes. and that's stimulating your, that's moving your skin. So that's how we came to call yoga self-massage. Uh, I, I think, you know, and I hearken back to it, it's a very lawful stimulus to move the skin and, and get all of these positive physiological biochemical effects. And it's free and it requires what I would assume to be very little training. Yes, very little training. Yeah, um, in massaging is very little training. And breastfeeding is a little more complicated, I think. But once it gets going, you yeah. know, it, yeah. it, breastfeeding is as good as a mother getting a massage. And it certainly is good for the baby. Well, and you know, I love what you said, really, about the fact that when the mother and the baby are breastfeeding, it is a mutual massage. I really hadn't thought yeah. of that. Yes, I, I think, it, you know, no one has really addressed that because everyone is so concerned about the effects on the baby. And, you know, not only the, you know, the content of the milk, uh, and the, but the stimulation that the baby's receiving, right. Right. that they haven't really focused enough, I don't think, on the mothers. And so right. when we... We were doing our depression studies and and found that, yeah, it decreased the postpartum depression. We started suggesting to all of our mothers that they continue their breastfeeding. Oh, absolutely. 
as I was hearing you talking, I was thinking, though, that some years ago, and I'm talking in the 90s now, there was a very interesting study by Matthias and colleagues, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly, Matthiasen. And he studied four-month-olds. Now, of course, they behave very differently than those little tykes that you're watching. But uh, the four-month-old baby, the most amount of hand development happens in the human at about four months. And uh, typically, if you watch the baby, the four-month-old will be what I call kneading his mother's uh, breast. It's as though he's... Yeah, like like kneading a ball of dough or something. Exactly. And they have found that that increases milk supply. Okay, I'm good with that. But as I hear you talking today, I'm realizing that actually has probably way more benefits than just milk volume. Yes, That's no, exactly. And exciting. You think about it when, when the baby is uh, suckling, the, there's an increase in oxytocin in the baby right. and the mother. Yeah. And yes. that's going to stimulate the, the, the flow of the milk. Um, so, there, again, there's a lot of things going on there that are incredibly positive for, for both the babies and the mothers in the breastfeeding. Talk to us a little bit about when the baby gets to be older and their sleep cycles. Can you address that? Yeah, well, one of the things that we found um, in a huge study, and um, this was done with mothers in Portugal with one of my postdoctoral students, Barbara Figueiredo, um, what what they found was that the, um, the depressed mother Mothers were more relaxed during breastfeeding, although they stopped it earlier at eight months and expressed lower confidence levels. Um, and when they looked at what was going on, uh, they found that that the exclusive breastfeeding tended to ultimately result in less sleep for the mothers and the babies um, at, at around six months. And so, you know, they tried to interpret that. And... Um, I'm not sure if this is the correct interpretation, but a, uh, a lot of people suggested that what happens when you're breastfeeding is that the, the milk is being digested uh, faster than if you're bottle feeding. True. And so the, yeah, so the period of satiety is shorter. And so, you know, the baby wants to have more milk. Um, and that's why there's more disruption of the sleep for the mother to get up and, and feed the baby and, and so forth. Um, I don't know. I think those data need to be replicated, but I think that that interpretation makes sense. And um, it just basically reinforces the idea that the breast milk is much more digestible. Yeah, uh, we certainly know that the substitutes are, uh, even since birth, certainly, not as easily digestible, which means that the babies are eating less frequently, but it also means that they've got more gut issues, whereas uh, breastfed babies don't have. So, yeah, that's that's all pretty interesting. Wow. Uh, I'm surprised, by the way, that there is very little research on the relationship between breastfeeding and the reduction of colic. Uh, oh yeah, they must be highly related, you know. Oh yeah, but I see very, very little research on that. Well, you know, a couple of summers ago, I did the deep dive. I looked at every study that I could find on PubMed as related to colic, and I too was astonished 
that there is very, very little as related to breastfeeding. And you bring up a hugely important point there because what I find is that sometimes uh, the mother says, oh, forget it, I want to, to formula feed. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not the answer. But hey, everybody, don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuso, and I'm here today with Dr. Tiffany Field. I will be right back, I promise, <laughs> after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. 
Uh, I want to remind you that if you're looking for my professional courses, that is credit-bearing courses, that would be at breastfeedingoutlook.com. However, if you are interested in reading my blog or hearing more podcasts with more terrific guests, I would suggest that you visit me at mariebiancuso.com. That is mariebiancuso.com, M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-O.com. And there you will find my blog, several hundred posts. We have hundreds of podcasts with very interesting guests from all over the globe. And I would encourage you to visit uh, those places and get some more great information. So speaking of great information... Dr. Field, I am pretty sure that if I had heard all that you had to say today about the importance and the benefits of infant massage, I would be asking myself, well, hey, I'm a parent. What are my first steps towards learning this? Do I call Dr. Field? Do I show up at her uh, institute? Is there a book I can read? What have I got to do to get these skills? Right. Well, uh, speaking of books, you can read my touch book, which you can get from MIT Press, which has the, the description of the massage. Or you can email me at tfield at med, like medical, dot Miami, dot edu, like education, and I will send you the research papers. Uh, I would say that this is a no-brainer. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to learn how <laughs> okay. to massage. <laughs> okay. okay. And, and like I was trying to suggest earlier, a lot of what you do in the massage relates to the cues you get from the baby or the child or your partner or whatever. Whatever pleasures them, whatever they feel comfortable with. So, for example, we have a lot of preemie babies who prefer their heads being massaged. And you can tell almost uh, immediately because, they, like you said, they, they can smile, they don't grimace. Yeah. Um, or they like their feet being massaged or whatever. It, there's Everyone has their own preference about where in the body. And the only thing we always tell people is just, you can just stroke, just rub, just, just move the skin. And it doesn't matter really how you do it. It's very instinctual. You know, you just know once you start doing it, you can do it. And if you feel clumsy about that, there are lots of videotapes on it. You can go on the internet and there are lots of, uh, you know, different massage protocols. Um, If you feel more comfortable with an organized thing like that, but most people find it totally relaxing and they just know how to do it once they start doing it. So there is no particular prescribed technique. No, just moving the skin because if you light oh, oh, right. anybody right. you okay. don't want to do that because that that's arousing. You know, there's there's places for having arousing stimulation, but if you want to relax anyone, you need to have apply some pressure to move the skin. And so do you suggest some sort of oil or cream or something, or do you just use your fingers? Well, you know, people even like having, especially adolescents, they like having just their clothes on and just moving the skin, you know, through their clothes because they don't like being exposed so much. But preemies and and full-term babies, we don't use 
natural oils because a lot of babies have allergic reactions to them. Absolutely, yes. Um, it does make it easier if you use a, an oil or a lotion, but it's good to have one that's been tested for non, you know, being hypoallergenic, so to speak. Sure. Um, so, um, but in the hospitals, they don't like us using oils or lotions because they're worried about cross-contamination. Contamination, that's what yeah. I would be, yeah. Yes. I would encourage parents to use whatever they're comfortable with and, you know, just apply a little bit. And if they have a favorite oil, just apply a little bit, make sure the baby's skin is not having a allergic reaction and then, and then go with it because it is... It is smoother to do with an oil or a lotion. With an oil, yeah. So would I be out of line to suggest uh, olive oil, which is not in and of itself hypoallergenic, and I've never seen it advertised that way, but I've also never seen anybody have an allergy to olive oil. Would that do the job? What, whatever. I, I'm whatever. not recommending anything because we <laughs> haven't done that research. But okay. I think parents will just go with whatever whatever they're used to using okay. or what they think yeah. that baby's going to like or the child's going to like. Is there any danger of putting, because this is the other thing I'm thinking as a parent, is there any danger of my putting too much pressure on the baby? Well, I think so. You don't want to bruise the baby. Right, right, <laughs> you right. Know, um, I think, you know, your cue is you just see this, the skin moving. You don't want to be taking your, your hands down to bone or anything that's deep on the muscles. Uh, you just want to make enough, use enough pressure to move the skin. Okay. All right. Because I'm also thinking that babies, pretty much like adults, you will see them start to recoil if you've given them too much pressure. Yes, uh, if you give them too light pressure or too too deep pressure, they will. Yeah. Be, you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the the real name of the game here, and you implied this at the beginning, which is watch the baby, watch the baby, watch the baby. Right, exactly. Watch okay. for their facial expressions. Watch for the if they're if they're arching their backs or they're grimacing, then you know that it's either too light or too deep. Yeah, the too light thing, I I hadn't really thought about, and yet I should think about because uh, I can imagine where that could be just annoying. Yes, yeah. it is. It is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not necessarily harmful, but it certainly could be annoying, and uh, that's the kind and of thing. It doesn't lead to the positive effects. Effects. It, it, it doesn't, in fact... You know, heart rate goes up, blood pressure goes up, and brain waves change in the direction of, you know, uh, discomfort. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's not where we want to go. Dr. Field, as I recall, you have got more than 30 books that are published. Can you tell us what the three favorite ones are that you would suggest? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say my book on touch is probably my, my favorite um, I'm getting a lot of press on, on my book on heartbreak, but that's very different from the book on touch. So right. I would highly recommend the book on touch. I, I also like my infancy books um, because it really helps parents who are new at having a baby um, to, to sort of wander their way through the different stages of infancy. 
Sure. Um, so I have a book called, called Infancy that is published by Harvard Press. You have been one very busy woman because you have not only gone to uh, the parent audience, clearly you have been doing much of the professional research. And I have the distinct feeling there is no grass growing under your feet here at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, of well, my favorite, my, one of my favorite things was going to the Far East. We set up touch rooms, uh, especially all over China. And these touch rooms were places in hospitals where parents could go when the mother was pregnant and they would teach the partner how to massage the mother. And then once the babies were born, they would teach them how to do the infant massage. So I thought that was wonderful. Oh, yes. I'm sorry it didn't happen over here in this country, but maybe Uh, maybe maybe just not yet maybe not yet uh well as all of you know this hour goes much 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 too fast and i would like to thank my guest today dr tiffany fields thank you so much for being with us and thank you marie it was fun oh i'm so glad and for the rest of you just remember massage for yourself for your baby absolutely fantastic and oh by the way breastfeeding same thing for yourself and for your baby, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. 